0: Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 158, Soul Searching. Welcome to the Nut Nerd Podcast. I'm Nate Heath, and we have scoured the internet for any news available. It's getting right into the holidays, so things have slowed down a bit, but we still got some great stuff for you today, including some tips and, as always, some picks. Here with me, as always... Mr. Dave Baylor.
1: Hi, Nate. <laughs> I, I I wanted to mix it up. Yeah. But it's usually, what do I say usually? I don't even know. What's What's up? Hey, everybody. Uh. Anyway, yes, I'm here. I'm excited to be here. I'm. We've got follow up and takes and all the things. Oh, and I think even maybe a little security we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Sadly, so.
0: I was hoping to take the rest of the year off from security oh, stories. There's but some I big ones though. So. Yes.
1: Yeah, so what's going on in your tech world? Well, I had the opportunity this past week to uh, troubleshoot and solve a kind of a big problem. We have a recording studio, not not the not the uh, mahogany lined walls no, w- of not our studio our professional yeah. because
0: we wouldn't be using this kind of equipment no. in our studio. But in
1: another recording studio, uh, they had a MacBook no, I'm sorry, a Mac Pro. I make this mistake often because I never say Mac Pro. I no. always say MacBook Pro. So a Mac Pro cheese grater tower. These are, this is of like the 2008 vintage. So it's a 10-year-old computer. Well, it stopped working and there were a lot of audio projects and stuff relying on this computer to be completed. So I just wanted to point out that the solution was, I I did some troubleshooting. I assumed it was going to be the graphics card. And so I took a kind of a, gamble. I purchased a really, well, a, as I say, a really old computer, <laughs> equally, as old, equally com- as old computer and took the graphics card out of it, put it in this machine, fired back up and started working again. So nice. it was the graphics card. So I was correct and felt a little vindicated because of my good troubleshooting skills. Yes. But the point is, is if you have a computer or something that's ailing you and it's kind of old, it might be worth it to pick up a like model somewhere that you can salvage the parts from. Now that's not for everybody. Yeah. And there might be a lot of listeners on our show who are not technically competent to work on stuff, but it's something to think about. Yeah. Uh, you need some Ram or you need a hard drive or something, maybe pick up an old machine on Craigslist and salvage the parts and yes. get rid of the rest. So well, I Maybe did that.
0: not even go to Joe Schmo on Craigslist, but go to a place like you did, a yeah. upcycling, recycling yeah. electronics place. And there's a few of them here in Portland and yeah, you have to do it that way if you can't go new
1: and it's also a testament to the longevity of some of these computer systems this 10 year old computer is working hard every day wow producing great audio so you know don't throw the baby out with the bath water is all i'm saying
0: True. I don't always agree with that. Sometimes you need to, but yeah, in this case, you have to look at the holistic cost yeah. and think about, uh, you know, with the software and investment on this machine. They had a very specific
1: it. use case, and it's doing everything it needs yep. to do. So why upgrade? I think they are going to upgrade eventually, but not, not right now. Well,
0: you solved their problems.
1: Follow-up, uh,
0: we talked last week about the iOS 12.1.1 update and how they fixed the FaceTime button on your iPhone of trying to switch the cameras to the front and the back. Yeah.
1: And so dedicated listener Tyler was in my office uh, talking to his dad via FaceTime. And dad wanted to show him something. It was on his face, and he wanted to show him the problem he was having on his computer. Very he's like, common. Yeah, he's like, I, how do I flip this computer around? And Tyler's just kind of like, well, you need to click the thing. And uh, he's like, wait, I think I got it. Silence. Both Tyler and I knew exactly what had happened. It's the stupid design that Apple made to where they put the camera flip around button right next to the hang up button. And so the 12.1.1 update that just came out fixes this problem. So if you have not updated your device to that um, operating system, you should do that.
0: Yes. Oh, that's – it's good to hear that we're making a real impact. Another quick one, my sister-in-law, Melissa – Thanked me, also a dedicated listener, thanked mm-hmm. me for the advice on the doing the iPhone 10R upgrade. Uh, she had, I believe it was a 6S range, but mm-hmm. her camera was having some issues. It had kind of moved and wasn't taking photos, kind of a minor deal, yeah. and she loves taking photos. Probably been photos. dropped or something. So she's doing the upgrade program, and... Uh, spoiler alert if her husband doesn't know that that's what she bought herself for christmas (laughs) i'm guessing he does uh because he's also a listener thank you roger um but yeah so the iphone 10r upgrade program if you need a new phone and i was thinking about it and it's like well you might be able to get more money for your old phone if you sell it on craigslist that's a pain try to do this holistic cost this is so easy they send you the new phone you have two weeks to send the old one back yeah Sam's gonna do this. My son
1: is gonna do this upgrade. He's got the money.
0: And there's been a ton of talk of how Apple's having to do this. I think we brought it up because they're not selling iPhones. I think they're gonna blow the numbers out of the water with a couple the it's they're not giving a it's not much more of a discount. They had the trade in program before. They've Mm -hmm. upped it a little bit, but they're really trying to I think people are gonna be surprised when they see the results of how many phones they're selling because everybody Everybody loves iPhones.
1: Well, and I think part of it's they're wanting to move the society off of touch button. Now, what are those? Oh, yeah, the home button. Home button phones onto the new touch interface, the yeah. buttonless interface. And what better way to do that than to go after the old devices, get everybody into a 10R, and so that we have a common design yeah. language, common uh, gesture interface. Uh, so it might be something to do with that yeah. as
0: well. And they'll also be able to tout the environmental advantages because all these phones are taken back. They can... Refurbish, resell in countries where a lower price point is very important, like India, China. Yeah. Um, if they can do these older phones, get them in a good state and sell them over there, it's less phones going in the trash. So.
1: Reuse, recycle, re-, <laughs> re, re, What is it? Reduce, reuse, yes, recycle. There you go. Yes. Uh,
0: more follow up. Just last week, I had, had it in our notes to talk about forever. Our uh, odd pick of the week. Odd take of the week was the Meet Halfway Mm -hmm. website. Well, just yesterday, I believe it was, I saw there's a new service called Meet in the Middle. And this one, it is like the meat halfway taken to the next level. And you go there, you can put in as many people as you want. Okay, uh, you put in their email addresses. Locations and all their different everything. You can save groups so that you could do. It'll find all the restaurants. It's using the Google Maps stuff. It's really pretty, real big screen. So... Uh, Hopefully you didn't get too vested in using Meet Me Halfway last week because I would say upgrade to Meet
1: in the middle. Although I will say it looks like you can't just use it. You have to kind of sign up for this thing. I
0: didn't have to. I was able to do it um, without, but that might have changed since then. I know it is all open source, um, so it seems like they're just kind of doing it for the fun. But I will also say... From the web world, that if you use Google Maps within your websites, there are some limits now of how Mm. much uh, they will charge you after a certain point. Mm. Um, It's pretty, and for most small businesses, it's not going to be an issue, but as you get bigger, a service like this, um, that Google might start charging them to be able to use these features. But it's a cool little thing. Check it out, give it a little. Give it a run, and uh, there's a link in the show notes to it. Yeah. Uh, you found a link. We talk about health and all that. Di- we've talked about the different DNA testing services,
1: and this one's called Snapshot. Tell me more. Yeah, DN- Snapshot by DNA Fit, yes. which is, I guess, a brand. You've all heard of these uh, 23andMe and other genetic testing home kits. Ancestry.com yeah. has one. You you order this kit, you prick your finger, send some blood back to them, and they'll be like, oh, you're... Uh, Sixty-eight percent Caucasian and twenty-three uh, percent Neanderthal. Neanderthal, whatever. Everybody
0: gets a little uh, bit of Neanderthal, yeah. which hey, weird that that. Yeah. Is how the world works.
1: So you you get you get whatever, and you get to know a little bit about your lineage, which is really cool. Um, but this goes one step farther. Now, if you've ever had to go to the doctor and get blood work done, they go in and they suck out like nineteen liters of your blood. <laughs> And uh, they send you on your way, and a couple weeks later, they're like, oh, you, you're low on iron, and you're low on zinc, and you're low on this, and you are got cancer, and whatever. Uh, a lot of bad stuff. Or it could be good. You know, I yes. don't want to just paint a picture of, of badness. Well, you can now do this at home. Very much like the kits you get from 23 and Me. they'll send you a kit. You take a little bit more blood, and they'll send it off, and they can test your lipids, your vitamins, uh, inflammation, liver function, iron levels, uh, vita- you know, all this stuff. Uh, so if you're low, like, on vitamin D, you can be like, dude, I need to take vitamin D supplements. And, of course, you need to consult with your doctor to really do anything. But if your healthcare service or your provider doesn't allow – a lot of this stuff often, or it costs a lot to do office visits, this might be an alternative to where you can get a little report and you can hand it to your doctor and say, well, I did this blood test and it showed some weird stuff. So I want you to do a rigorous blood test and show me the real results. But if it comes back kind of normal, then you're like, well, I guess I'm good to go. So your mileage mileage may vary. And much like the finances, Nate and I are not doctors. Don't take any of our advice, but it seems like it's a pretty cool thing that you can check out.
0: And I did. I was reading through it, and they every snapshot sample you submit is analyzed by a doctor. Right. So you do get the official. Uh, they will give you. The problem is this test. The snapshots only available. Uh, it's not available in the U.S. It's yeah. in the U.K. right now. They I do did have see that. some U.S. tests um, based around. They'll take. They'll even take twenty three andMe or ancestry data and look. Um, it's a diet fitness pro program they have where they can. Mm-hmm help you with your diet and look at all the results hopefully this blood test because yeah that would be super convenient instead of trying to schedule something with your doctor and I just yeah. love and it's
1: not very expensive it's like 50 bucks you know
0: I love how all this stuff is getting commoditized and just simpler and mm-hmm. easier and especially when they have doctors involved and do it right I'm sure they're working on I'm sure getting F- approved in the US FDA and approval soon.
1: is probably doing it but we have some listeners in the UK so it might be something that they could take yes
0: let of. us know how it works yeah um, we talked several several weeks ago that big Bloomberg story about these microchips that were in all these servers that went everywhere. Yeah. Well, Supermicro had a top-level third party do a full investigation on this. They couldn't find one chip. Now, Bloomberg has not made a statement on this yet. They've been very quiet. I think they're hoping that it'll blow over, but I just wanted to update people that one of the top security firms did an investigation on this, mm-hmm. and they did not find one malicious chip like this Bloomberg story talked yeah. about. Um, I so, think Bloomberg
1: got played big yes. time. Somebody fed them some some terrible uh, intelligence, and they went with it, and they were wrong.
0: Yep. And they, they should admit it because that is a big stain on Bloomberg, who is usually pretty respectable. So,
1: so I tell you what, though, with the pace of news and business yeah. and stuff – People Sometimes gonna, it's
0: better just not to say anything they're and just gonna, let
1: it go away. People will forget about it and be like, oh, Bloomberg, I, you know, they're the trusted source in all tech. Yes.
0: Uh, another thing that we've talked about before, Google Lens, which mm-hmm. has been a service on Android phones where you could take a picture of things and it told you about. It is now on iOS as well. It powers right. visual searches. So like the example they give, you take a picture of a dog and it can identify the type of dog. Uh, that you have we're both furiously looking mean
1: dog <laughs> mean dog yes this one is it dumb dog so <laughs> uh,
0: it's pretty easy how they work the artificial intelligence dog on dog
1: food so have you have you downloaded this? Is it part of the Google app? It's part of the Google app. I may have it already on okay, my phone. Don't so we're uh we're both looking because you know what better thing to do while we're you're listening to us is to sit and wait for us to download applications. Now I do have it on my phone. So uh I win the internet I, yes, you I win. Yeah, Google Lens. Discover new places. Get info. Search what you like. Turn on camera to use the lens and I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna take a picture of you Nate and let's see if it finds oh it said dog. <laughs> it's not working. It's broken. I took a I took a picture of you and you broke my phone. Hmm. There might be something to that. Yes.
0: So yeah it, Google Lens, it's the. we always talk about Google and all the great features they have for search and what a behemoth they are in that industry. And this is just a new way where you can do some fun stuff and be able to – hopefully you know what type of dog you have so you don't need to identify it. But <laughs> Mine would just you, come
1: up as mutt if yes, I ever had a dog.
0: Yes. Uh, but it, check it out, Google Lens. We've mentioned that before, and it is now fully in the Google app on iOS as well as Android. Uh, one thing that we always mention is Dave's pro tip of the week.
1: I guess I should stop playing with my Google Lens and <laughs> pay attention to the show. So, Nate, have you ever been receiving a phone call on your on your iPhone, and your trusty iPad just starts ringing? In your bag or something like that?
0: I have had that in the past, and my laptop as well, because yeah. Apple introduced that feature, the continuity where you could answer phone calls on all of your devices.
1: Well, I had a coworker Rachel, who was just fighting this. Her, everything would ring, and she's like, oh, if I could turn this off, because I recently got her an iPad to use in the marketing department, and she's like, oh, this is annoying. How do I turn this off? Well, I'm going to let you guys know how to turn off this continuity feature if it is bugging you like it did her. So the best way to do this is to go into your phone and adjust the settings there. Um, If you go into your iPhone, there is a cellular option under the general settings. You want to go into the settings and then go down to cellular, and you tap on that, and then it will show you which phone numbers are associated with your device. One of the options in the cellular menu is titled Calls on Other Devices. And if you tap that, there's a toggle. You can turn calls on other devices on or off. If it is on, it'll show you a list of uh, devices that are able to pick up calls. It might be your MacBook. It might be your iPad. It might be another cell phone. It might be whatever. It's all tied together through your iCloud account. And she had her phone and her iPad logged into the same iCloud account. So if you want to stop that on a particular device, you tap on that device and remove it from the list. Or if you want to turn it off altogether, you toggle the switch. So that's how you turn off calling on other devices I, you know, I've talked to a couple people about this. I don't know how often other people use this feature. Now, do you have it on your devices and do you take calls on your cell phone or on your computer and iPad and stuff? Nope.
0: I turned it off. I I had it on for a while and it was just like, I always have my phone. I don't need.
1: Yeah. It basically is annoying. I I get the idea behind it, but when it works, it's great. But 90% of the time. Your other devices that are near you, because it's kind of location-based as well, they'll just keep ringing. You'll pick up the phone, and it just keeps ringing and ringing. And you're like, stop ringing. I picked up the phone. So it's a little bit half-baked. But if it's annoying you, that's how you take care of it. Very good. Our five takes of the week. Uh, Robin Hood, the Stocks app that we've talked about for a while. I want to see that movie. Oh, the, yeah, the stock <laughs> Men apps. Men in
0: tights. Yeah. Uh, the stock app, which has been very famous because it's no-fee stock trading. You can just right. put money in there. You don't have to pay all the fees of a broker. and
1: Yeah, I had Scott trade before, and it was $7 fee for every trade, whether you buy or sell. Yeah. And so for guys like me who own like three shares of Microsoft or something like that, it's a pretty steep uh, price Wipe to Wipe out so. all
0: your earnings pretty quickly with that. So they announced last week that they were getting into... They were starting Robin Hood Banking and Checking. And we've Mm -hmm. talked about online banking and checking is starting to be a big thing. There's Clark Howard always talks about the benefits of it and higher interest rates. And they said, we'll be doing banking and checking. You can have a free account, no fees, and you earn 3% on your money, which is great because you earn like
1: 0.1% on your money at like Chase. You know who else has talked about this? Stash and Acorns. But guess who else has not launched this project? product yet stash yes. or acorns and so i'm a little bit reluctant to s- to say that robin hood is actually going to do this i click the button i got in line i want one of these three's, compa- three's company three's I want company i w- company too i want one of these three companies to step up and make this happen so i can start yeah. banking through them yes but well, they keep teasing that it's going to come and to that effect
0: They announced this and then they got a ton of scrutiny and the insurance company, like the FDIC, the similar one that they said they were using to insure their stuff, Mm -hmm. made an announcement saying uh, they have not talked to us (laughs) about doing this. And so they've actually changed it to Uh. now it's a cash management service. So maybe this will allow them to do it. Maybe. Titling it different. There are some good online banks out there. Uh, Just not these ones, these apps that we've already talked about, the Stash, the Acorns, or the Robinhood.
1: Now, are there any online banks that you would recommend? Because I'm currently wanting to do one.
0: Yes, I will. I'll put a link in the show notes. There's a website that Clark Howard always talks about, and I'm forgetting it at the moment, where they do reviews of Mm. the online bankings. But you can earn – if you have a bunch of money sitting in a savings account or any money and it's earning Mm 0.1% and you're sick and tired of Wells Fargo or Chase not caring about you. Or
1: taking a $5 fee every 12 months or something.
0: Yes. These online banks are very motivated. They don't have all the overhead. Think about just all of the real estate that Chase or Mm -hmm. Wells Fargo owns. And the employees. Yes, all of that stuff. Uh, so these online banks, I'm, I'm working on getting us switched over to one because I would really like to. We already use the apps for check scanning and all that management. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't say the last time I went into a physical bank.
1: Yeah. So Nate, you and I are champions of the digital lifestyle and we want to do everything digitally. Unfortunately, the real world doesn't help us do that quite so easily as yes. we want YouTube
0: has released their 2018 Rewind video, which Mm -hmm. is their kind of they highlight a bunch of the YouTube creators, the most famous people on there. Well, in just a short time, it has officially become the most disliked video on YouTube passing. Do you know what song it passed?
1: Uh was it Rick? Rick rolls song. Oh no, no. nobody
0: dislikes that song. Justin <laughs> oh, no. Bieber's "Baby." Oh yeah, video.
1: Baby, baby. baby. baby.
0: So th- this video, there's been a lot of talk of. Oh my goodness, everybody hates the YouTube rewind video. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some of the guys we talked about, Marquez Brownlee. It's got some kind of a Fortnite theme. Some of these big gamers, some of the kids that do a lot of YouTube yeah. videos.
1: Will Smith introduces it for yes, some weird skydiving,
0: uh, but. So the dislike thing is going around, obviously, that gets link clicks. Well, one of the things that was not included in the YouTube Rewind video, I heard a discussion, was PewDiePie, who was the Mm. number one person on YouTube, has an incredible, I don't know how many hundred million followers he has. Yeah, a lot. And also, there was another pretty popular person on YouTube that is no longer on there, Mr. Alex Jones, uh, who the political... Guy oh, that yes. they banned from YouTube. Yeah, he
1: had some some very uh what's the word? He had some very controversial words to say that were very uh, uh hate hate induced type yes, stuff.
0: Yes, some partisan pe- people fired beliefs. up yes. very fired up. He was very good at getting people fired up yes. for him and against him. Right. But when you leave out two super popular people from the YouTube Rewind video, and mm-hmm. especially the PewDiePie ones, which are Diehard fans. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess every single one of his subscribers. He probably tweeted something, and they all yeah. went dislike the video. So it's kind of subjective. Yeah. It's
1: there were also people though who were going into this baby baby video and were unclicking the dislike button no, so that so it had fewer less dislikes,
0: yeah. so it could pass it quicker. Yeah, <laughs> and so th- I mean, it's just the nature of things on the internet. People are gonna be too
1: cool yeah. for certain videos. I got about halfway through the video, maybe a third of the way through, and. I couldn't finish it. Yeah. I'm like, what is this garbage? It yeah. turned into this like PSA for like love and peace. And what I'm like, Ugh, gross. Well, then I'm just like, this is what am I watching? Like, yeah. the, it had no redeeming value. That's something that I'll say a lot. Like, I'll watch movies and whether they have sex or violence or drugs or whatever, it's, I, I can accept a lot of things if there's a redeeming quality to what yes. I'm watching. This video has. Zero redeeming quality. Yes. It's worthless. It's a waste of time to watch it. In my no, opinion, it's so.
0: just a. Something they put together and get all these people. Yeah. Probably not even most of them together, all green screened and everything. But officially, the, Justin Bieber's got to be feeling pretty good yeah. about that now.
1: He's like, hey, I have fewer dislikes. Yes.
0: Um, I don't know if you saw this. There's a new Amazon Alexa compatible Echo wall clock. And you're going, <laughs> why? And now uh, this is coming from me. I'm just thinking me. I can't even say it. This is coming from me, the one that does not really believe in this voice-enabled stuff. So this clock... It's just a simple wall clock and you put it up. But when you set a timer with your Alexa devices, Mm -hmm. it shows the timer and how long you have and different timers on the wall clock.
1: How does it do multiple? Is it a digital display or is it got physical arms? it's got little little
0: lights around the outside Mm -hmm. of the uh, analog wall clock. So that it'll show you, uh, I forget if it's different colors or it just shows you the different lengths and then counts them down around the outside of the clock.
1: Yeah. If you're wondering about the style, it is the round kind of Swiss railway station style with the sans serif font numbers, a plain background and two arms.
0: Yeah. So if you use, I don't, I don't know, last time I used a kitchen timer, not very often, oh. but if you use your Alexa for a kitchen timer All and the you time. just have a boring clock in your kitchen, we have, in our living room, we have like a $5, ch- the cheapest clock we could find.
1: I might buy one of these. Honestly. Yeah,
0: but they're 25 bucks. I mean,
1: that's that's, that's not, cheap for a clock.
0: If you're going to use that feature, great. So check that out. Um, the v- vitamin water, the sugary... Are there sugar in those things? Yes. Well, sugar or fake sugar. Vitamin water is offering $100,000 if you can stay
1: off smartphones for a year. So my wife and I had a discussion last night about this very topic. I said, I think I'm going to do this. I could do it. They're going to give you a flip phone. You can't use tablets. You can't use smartphones. You can use a computer. And I'm like, I can do my job with a computer. And then I got to thinking, Sunday mornings, well, I'll just look over here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. I have 18 tablet devices that I have to use on a weekly basis for various things to set up for different people to use. Yeah. So it would be impossible. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not And then
0: that was one of the stipulations. You can't need to use it. I guess you could take a year off work for $100,000. That's pretty appetizing.
1: Yeah. Me- well, you didn't if, even think about that. Hold on a second. If I could, someone, if someone could front me the money to live for a year, yeah. like my salary, I would pay him back with interest and get free money.
0: Or you just pay somebody two hours a week to take care of your tablets for you.
1: <laughs> I could do that. Some
0: minimum wage. Pay your son to come in with you, take yeah. care of the tablets.
1: Hmm, I could. I could hire a part-time man. We're, so we're just going. If, like, this is the innovators <laughs> in us talking right now.
0: Yes. If uh, like Dave, you're tempted on this, you can go read more about it. They're just trying to get some get some attention. Uh, I've got a not news story this week. Okay, Morgan Stanley, the financial analysts, they have released their report saying that flying cars will be a 2.9 trillion dollar industry in 20 years. Dave, Tw-
1: how? Do- this is the dumbest article ever. It is 20 years. What? What is the point of this article? And what's the – I also was –
0: I was too lazy to look it up. What the current airplane industry is, because what if it's $5 trillion a
1: year? So this just becomes a portion of the airplane industry? Well, one, I think they're wrong on the flying cars. And when you look at the article, they're not really talking about flying cars. They're talking about flying – kind of um, automated flying services, Yeah. like – Air taxis, yeah. not like you pull out of your garage and fly. Not no. that type of car. So the title is misleading. Yes. Um, and I just don't. I don't buy it. There's no is way. That, I
0: don't know. I mean, we've wasted too much time talking about this article, <laughs> but what the value of making this analysis is? Like, it's, I guess if investors are looking where they should invest their money, but wow, how do we think twenty years ago? There's the year no was way. 1998. Think. How how would you – what would you have predicted 1998 would be the next big thing?
1: Not flying cars. No. Not even <laughs>
0: smartphones. Not even driverless cars. You would have thought, oh, that's 50 years out. So yeah. it's like – I and mean, it, I could see the value. I could see if we get to driverless cars and then as technology advances, mm-hmm. nobody owns a car anymore. A car just comes and picks you up and takes you where to go. If they can translate that to not having to rely on roads – Here's the thing I will say. Where we're going. We don't need roads. I would not be investing any money in human-driven cars or in road construction companies for the next 20 years. I think those things might change. Needs are going to change. But Morgan Stanley do some real
1: work. I I, could have written this article. Go finance some, go manage some money. Yeah. Go do your job.
0: Yes. Go compete with Robinhood. Maybe that's why they wrote this because they know they can't compete with Robinhood anymore. Well, you said it earlier, we have a couple security Mm. stories this week. Um, Now this Facebook bug one, I've heard it misrepresented several times. So there was a bug that let API, apps that use the Facebook API mm-hmm. uh, access unposted photos for millions of users. Now, here's how this worked. That's bad. If you had a certain app connected to your Facebook account, I checked. Mine said that possibly if, the
1: I-F-T-T-T?
0: If this, then that, that we've talked about before. I had given Facebook permission to look at my photos because I think I had a recipe where it would auto-take Facebook photos and post them to Twitter or something like that. Mm -hmm. So if I had that activated with one of these apps and I had started to upload a photo, but then I didn't post it because I got disconnected or the Wi-Fi was
1: being weird. i kind of put it in your drafts folder. Yes,
0: it would save it as a draft. These apps could have had access to that. Now, the mm. headlines all said 2.8 million users affected. All of their photos were seen by every app. Anybody could get access to all of your photos.
1: Can that be clickbait, maybe? Hmm. hmm. Yeah.
0: So I should almost put this under not news, but it was a big thing. So I have a link from Facebook where you can go and it will actually show for your Facebook account if any of these apps, um, hopefully, if you did, they were respectable. Like if I'm not worried about them, mm-hmm. not that I have anything. That would have been this very slim, yeah, niche of a son of a niche of where a photo might have hung out. It was a great podcast, it, by the way. It wasn't your Facebook messages photos. It was photos that just because you lost Wi-Fi service, you didn't post, and they would have had access to anyway. So. Yeah, there was a little bit of panic on this one. But Hmm. check your account and maybe see. And just something to be mindful of with all the other Facebook stuff we've had. I know that uh, people are being sensitive around Facebook. Yeah,
1: well, at least you can go through and see all the services that are connected to your Facebook. And I would recommend disconnecting every single one of them. Yeah. Just do it. (laughs) Um, And then then delete your Facebook account. Yes, and (laughs) I do not agree with that.
0: Uh, the next one we talked about Google plus how they were going to shut down because they found this big old hole in their security. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was just
1: easier to, to throw it in the fire. And yes. burn it.
0: So they're going to start that fire sooner and get rid of it because they found a, um, bigger hole and Google plus, if you're still using it, just go that one, I will say unanimously stop using Google plus delete mm-hmm. your account. Nobody's using it anyways. There was like three people still using it besides spammers. So. I have
1: an account, but I'm not. Too too worried about it because I'm thinking back to the amount of times that I've used it and the amount of information I've posted on it and it's like maybe five pictures and a yeah. couple I think
0: links. Our, I think our Not Nerd podcast automatically gets posts to yeah. uh, Google Plus. They but can I'm still link to our articles. Yeah. It's okay. Please steal links to the <laughs> podcast. It will only help us. Oh, our bonus odd take of the week. Puma. Now, have you ever owned a pair of Puma shoes? This is a shoe manufacturer, right? Yes.
1: Okay. Uh, I don't believe I have. No. Yes,
0: they have the Puma logo and they're somewhat similar to the nike swoosh but it's kind of a ribbon that goes i have a pair of white pumas Hmm. with the blue very old school
1: you're i bet you win all kinds of fashion contests with that
0: yes um and i am a i am the most amateur cheapskate uh shoe what are they shoe head what do they call them
1: a shoe aficionado a soul searcher i don't know (laughs) that'd be a good one uh a tongue head a tongue a, a tongue depressor No?
0: (laughs) A tongue fluffer? Tonguefluffer.com. Look that one up.
1: Mm, Not on my computer.
0: So I am a very amateur, the most cheapskate sneakerhead, as they call them, that there ever was. These are people, you know, there's these people that line up for the new Nike Jordan retro air fit. They've got a closet
1: with 200 pairs of shoes.
0: Yes. And I know a couple guys that are really into that type of stuff. Guys? Okay. Yeah. No, it is very strong in the male dominant. Well, for the. A lot of the athletic shoes, the Nike type uh, stuff. There's plenty of women that collect shoes too. Hmm. I have too many shoes, anyways. Puma reissues its nerdiest shoe ever. Okay, the RS Computer. Now, if you <laughs> look at this, this thing? thing, it is very similar to the Pumas I have with the R system, but it's got like a, I don't I even know how to describe it. I a saw a picture computer device thing on the back of it. So it's yeah. a it was originally released.
1: What's it for?
0: As a step tracker in 1986.
1: <laughs> it's like the size of a, I don't know. I'll...
0: Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing these. It's kind of like the Reebok pump, only it's a huge step counter. A huge I'm sure thing it's like on the a, back. You think about one of those belt clip, the old school non-digital step counters. Yeah. It was one of those built in the shoes. It's so like n-
1: strapping a pager to the back of your yes. shoe.
0: So now they've, uh, they're have they re-releasing it, the same look, but they've, it's Bluetooth now. So it oh. connects to your watch. Um, <laughs> and so they're only releasing – it's crazy. It used to be – here's 1986. It had to be uh, connected to an Apple IIe or a Commodore 64. It came with a floppy disk what? that you ran as the software for the original and one. How did so you it connect was,
1: it with a cable?
0: I believe there must have been a cable for it, yes. Uh, it oh, was word. a – i'm the sure it was a serial cable. A serial cable a special 16 pin cable every time you want to check
1: your steps. that is the dumbest thing i've oh, ever heard man
0: of. so just classic so they only released 86 pairs of these so i'm sure they're worth <laughs> and they thousands and they re-
1: they released 86 and sold three yes i'm looking at bill gates steve jobs does he is he a puma guy this, was his the Puma? Uh, new Balance. Oh, New Balance. So, no, it wouldn't have As been Steve Jobs. Are on my feet at the moment. Yeah. Well, you're uh, a Steve Jobs fanboy. I've got, uh, what are these called? Sperry's. Sperry's. Yeah. And then a high-end shoe or something.
0: Yes. Uh, but so these shoes, if you are a sneakerhead and a big Puma RS computer oh. shoe fan, go check those uh, out.
1: This, all right. I love technology. But when it's just pointless and wasteful, I cannot be a fan of this. Well, it's not
0: pointless because they're making a lot of money off of it. I am sure if you get into – I think there's a good documentary on the sneakerhead culture. Yeah. I mean, it is
1: insane. That sounds like a topic for the Son of a Niche podcast. Yes, that's
0: true. I actually uh, know a guy who used to live here, but he's down in L.A. now that um, was very involved in – uh, the sneakerhead culture. Hmm. And I. once I get that podcast started, we'll yeah. have to have him on. Uh, but before that, we've got to get to our picks of the, of the week.
1: So Nate, this week, we're back to software. Whoa. And you're like, What, what is, is that sound? This sound is from an application called Full of Stars. Oh. And I think that harkens back to the 2001 uh, movie uh, that was made from a book mm. where... He looks and yes. it's full of stars. Anyway, this is kind of a space-type game. You've got the ship. It's not unlike my pick of the week, uh, I don't know, a couple months or so ago, uh, the uh, Cosmic Fish game. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think that was the name of it. So you have the ship, and you have to roll in and out of, of debris, taking passengers from one location to another. And you collect things, and it gives you like a hyperspace Uh, feature so you can go through it and there's a storyline connected to this there's kind of a an RPG element where you'll have so many resources and you have to make a decision kind of like maybe like Oregon Trail type Mm. thing uh, so I played clear through the first level, which is like the demo, and then you have to pay a couple bucks to play it. But anyway, it's a lot of fun. If you're looking for uh, an adventure that's a little more involved than your standard match-three game, Full of Stars is one to check out. Well, that's
0: great. Going into Christmas, you might have some downtime yeah. sitting around. It's like a
1: few dollars. It's easy yeah. easy to buy. Nice.
0: I will do a quick sidestep. Uh, just something I've noticed, there's two games. Obviously, I played Candy Crush saga all the time Mm -hmm. i've talked about that a lot and then a couple months ago bricks and balls was my pick oh yes um and i paid to get rid of the ads in that one but i wanted to say there is a huge difference in the type of ads you get in the app so when you're being selective of what games you want to play Mm -hmm. if they're just junky ads don't keep using that app there's probably a game very similar that doesn't have the junky ones
1: you're perpetuating the problem
0: yeah so bricks and balls you can do little you can watch an ad for little bonuses Mm -hmm. so i still get those ones so i'll watch the ad every once in a while and it's like a 30 second just junky game ad that just looks like the worst 1984 horrible gameplay type thing yeah and you have to watch all 30 seconds to get your reward candy crush this is a i guess a plug for candy crush Saga, their ads, they have you can again you can get bonuses if mm-hmm. you watch ads, extra lives, extra bonuses for five seconds. It's video ads. They're I'm logged in through Facebook, so I think mm-hmm. they're somewhat targeted towards me. I'll see like some business ones or stuff for kids. After five seconds, you can skip it. They're well-produced video. There's actually been some ads where I've watched through the whole thing because I was interested. I wonder what they have to say. Hmm. So just a little holistic cost tip. If you're playing a game and it has horrible ads, don't respect that game. Don't give it because they're making money off you watching those ads. Mm -hmm. Move on to a different game. There's Hmm. better. There's greener pastures.
1: Yes. Like my pick full of stars. Yes.
0: My pick of the week, I searched, and I could have sworn that I had mentioned this before in the podcast, but it didn't come up on my site, colon, mm-hmm. search on Google. This is the Draplin Design Company. Are you
1: familiar with Draplin Design Company? No, it sounds like something out of a movie or something.
0: Yes. Well, I actually... My daughter, Isla, and I had a little date night. We call them adventures on Saturday. Fun. Yes. We went downtown. And first of all, we got to go hang out with good friend of the show who's been on before, Todd Workhoven. Yeah. And the Unipiper.
1: Which is amazing. I saw yes. a couple costumes. He was in a Olaf costume the yes. last I saw. Yes. Guy. It's crazy.
0: Uh, so Brian, the Unipiper kid, they had a pop-up shop in downtown Portland. Uh Todd was selling his really cool a real piece of work stuff where he takes mm-hmm. old VHS covers and makes notebooks Dave you have a couple here I've yeah. got a couple at home we bought some um, we bought some more and then the Unipiper has all his cool swag as well
1: what is some of his stuff just uh, he's got
0: taste. he's got cool coasters that look like like Nintendo cartridges, ah. NES cartridges. And it's got like the pixelated unipiper and it says like That's the unipiper. Cool. And those were like a buck. He's got stickers, shirts, socks, I like high socks. Those. He's got some really cool <laughs> swag. Um, Oh, these cool venticular postcards, oh, yes. like hologram ones where it's yeah. him uh, unipiping in front of the keep Portland weird sign. Right. So we went down there. My daughter actually picked out, he's got some, uh, Todd's got tiny notebooks out of cassette covers. And she f- saw one. It was Warrant, the hair mm-hmm. metal band. Yes. And it was the... The
1: cherry pie album with the waitress dropping a pie. No? So the
0: the one that she had to have of Todd's little cassette uh, cover notebooks was Warrant's dirty, rotten, filthy, stinking, rich album, which is this super fat, almost Trumpian character with like the puffy white hair, and he's like... Very gluttonous, you can tell. So we bought that for her. But Mm -hmm. after we visited them, we went to the Portland Night Market, which they do a couple times a year. It's on the other side of the river in downtown Portland. And they have hundreds of different booths, all kinds of cool stuff. And one of them was the Draplin Design Company. Now, I'm a huge fan. Aaron Draplin is a local designer. And I've mentioned that I like to collect things of little value, uh, one of those being trucker hats. Mm Mm-hmm. He actually, he does makes very cool logos. I love his design style and he had a pop-up shop there with all this different stuff. So if you're looking to buy me a gift, please shop draplin.com. Um, but he also has a book. Uh, About his kind of his design process and a bunch. He does logo design and all this cool stuff. He's Hmm. done some stuff for. uh, He just did a NASA poster. Um, It's very retro. One of his things is thick lines. He likes old school thick line design. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you just go to draplin.com and then if you click on the merch, you can see. um, So I have a couple of his trucker hats and just. Very fun, old school stuff. And so I actually got to meet him and talk to him a little bit. That's awesome. uh, That was exciting. So that's why I'm going to – he's got stuff, all these state posters – Just very cool, unique gifts. And if you're into design, you will probably be into Draplin Design Company. Oh, they also do, this is where I might have mentioned before, Field Notes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very cool little notebooks, pocket notebooks, where they have different designs all the time. He is the creator of Field Notes.
1: Gotcha. Um, And a little follow-up here. Real time follow up. Lenticular images is what they are. Lenticular
0: images. I'm a, a big fan of these. Piping.
1: That's great. I might have to get those. I love going to stores and they'll have like a bunch of pictures and it's like a tiger and it's like in 3D for yes. this lenticular thing. But anyway, that's really cool. Uh, I looked on Amazon there's the Drakeplan design company pretty much everything book that you Yes, mentioned. yes. Um it looks pretty cool.
0: Very cool like the cool tools book. It's just a great coffee table book and he yeah, I I'm a huge fan with all the graphic design I do. I wish I had an ounce the an ounce of the talent that he does.
1: Yeah, it's really cool.
0: Um no new iTunes reviews. I did read some reports that iTunes is having some issues right now with uh the iTunes review or iTunes podcast reviews. There's Hmm. actually like a bug where they're disappearing for people. Uh, So I'm hoping I'm crossing my fingers. That's why we don't see any new ones. Yeah. But our Amazon random pick of the week, uh, our, it has uh, escalated with Christmas shopping of the Mm -hmm. random things that are showing up in our Amazon affiliate program. All of you that we are so thankful for that go to amazon.notnerd.com to shop on Amazon and we get an affiliate fee. So this week we have the, Basic Fun Build-A-Bot Unicorn Robotics Kit. What? Yes. This sounds amazing. Yes. So this is uh, it's a child's toy where you build this unicorn and then you can use uh, commands. Taking the fun of tech pets to the next level by being able to build them yourself. The easy click and create system allows kids of all ages to enjoy making, customizing, and bringing your own pet unicorn bot to life comes with 20 numbered pieces that snap together stickers to decorate a build certificate. Then it's time to play. Then either you use either a magnetic accessory or simply clap your hands to train your pet robot to walk, jump and play.
1: So is this somewhat like a droid perhaps? Yeah. So there's a cautionary tale that you might all want to look at where a young boy named Anakin built a droid. And look where it got him. He ended up being the most scourged person in the galaxy.
0: I think these are the droids you are looking for. Okay, that's cool. Um, But, yeah, it's a little fun, kind of looks like a little toy unicorn. You build it, and then you can do these different commands. It says Aegis 5+, plus. it requires two AA batteries. It's not like a super complicated Bluetooth app thing, but it's just a, a little toy. So, Dave... For your son Sam this Christmas, how much would you pay for the basic fun Build a Bot Unicorn Robotics
1: Kit? Well, you had me a unicorn. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure that he would enjoy the unicorn thing. He might be a little bit too old for this device, but. Honestly, is anyone really too old for Robotic Unicorn? (laughs) And this reminds me of another great game that you can check out on the App Store is Robot Unicorn Attack. Oh, there you go. I think there are three versions of it, and I think it's available for both iOS and Android. Oh,
0: quick. This does have four stars on 42 customer reviews. Okay,
1: so you showed me a picture of this thing. Otherwise, I've not seen any other information. Ah, It's got plastic, some robotics. It's got a built-in clapper. Um, I'm gonna go with 49.99. That's what this thing costs.
0: Well, look at you. So there's actually three different models. There's the bunny, the puppy, and the unicorn. Right. Sadly, the unicorn is sold out through Amazon, hmm. but it is available new from 45.59 ah. via third-party seller. So if so. you can settle for the bunny or the puppy, 25 bucks. Oh wow! So, so almost if half it was off. In stock, but. Unicorns compared to bunny and puppies. I mean, come on. Robotic unicorns. I kind of want the bunny.
1: Let me see a picture of that.
0: Oh, that's pretty cute. The bunny's fire. It's pretty cool. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so that's our random pick of the week. Keep shopping on Amazon. Let us know if that was you that bought that. We'd love to get a yeah. review up on the website of right. the Robotic
1: Unicorn. <laughs> and if it was for you and not a child and, and you don't want to tell us, that's okay. Well, it's fine. We'll protect your identity.
0: If you're looking for a last minute gift for somebody on your list, go to Patreon if they're a not nerd fan. <laughs> you could... Subscribe them to our Patreon and support us for give their Christmas. Give them the gift the, of giving us money.
1: Give the gift of support.
0: Yes. Uh, but you can get some cool prizes. So if you said to somebody, hey, I'm going to do the $5 Patreon for a year for you. Mm-hmm. You pay $60. They get some cool stuff. Yeah. Everybody wins. I
1: might even give you a handwritten
0: note. Oh, a, bon- a special 2018 yes. Christmas bonus through the yes. end of the year. If
1: you sign up for any level of Patreon between now and the end of the year, I will personally send you a handwritten note Wow! anywhere on planet Earth. That is that is worth the price of admission. I know. Well, we have rambled on long
0: enough this week. Uh, we only have one more episode left in 2018, mm. so we're just trying to jam as much tech goodness in there as possible. That's so true. So as we celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year if you don't listen before then. Right. Uh, we already did Hanukkah. I'm not sure where Kwanzaa fell this yeah, year. Somewhere. All of our listeners, we're so thankful as we get to the end of the year for you listening. Now, just get out there and tech better.
1: (laughs) As he stares blankly at the line. And a coffee cup (laughs) cover. He's going to let me keep going. I was trying to find the icon. <laughs> You're like, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Close computer, throw out window. <laughs>